This is Jan Cox, talk number 2,565, recorded August 16th, 2000. In my continuing insistence that as much fun as is trying to awaken, that there is one thing that I say is more fun and even more gratifying, one thing only, than trying to awaken and achieve enlightenment, and that is to try and understand what wanting to awaken and achieve enlightenment is. And remember, folks, I do not speak from theory. So if you're anything at all like me, that's why I keep harping on it. I insist to you, I guarantee you, if you're anything like me, it's the only thing that is more fun. So in light of that, I wrote the following. A man wanting the awakening is a person who wants to believe that they are better than they are. Notwithstanding his ability to make fellow creatures of his species laugh by words and sounds he utters, perhaps the most striking, though overlooked, singularly identifying mark of man is in his concept of making himself better than he is. After seeing to survival essentials, men fill their time with two activities. One is in mentally entertaining themselves, that is to say, putting themselves to sleep, with such things as books, movies, video games, theatrical and sporting events. The second way is by trying to improve themselves through such activities as religion, education, career and income advancement, and health enhancement. And at the top of this list, the attempt to awaken and achieve enlightenment, the ultimate grasp at making oneself better. In all of the numerously named activities devoted to improving one's state of consciousness, What is going on is that the mind has the thought to awaken, which it believes is better than thoughts that are hateful, envious, self-pitying, critical, spiteful, fearful, anxious, and self-condemnatory. In other words, the thoughts that have always been and still are a natural part of everyone's mind. Each man's mind is made up of many polarized sets of thought. It has positive thoughts and negative thoughts, hopeful thoughts and apprehensive thoughts, up thoughts and down thoughts, hot thoughts, cold thoughts, and so on. And each man's mind has an ever-shifting preference for one of the thoughts in such sets over the other one. But those wanting to awaken have taken this matter to an unheard-of extreme. Rather than flowing along with the normal fluid nature of the mind's preferences, they constructively attempt to impose their own an unchanging permanent paradigm. Their goal, whether understood or not, is to reconfigure their mind so that it has only the superior thought of awakening and never again any of the lesser sleeping thoughts. The minds of ordinary men are obviously 
the minds of ordinary men obviously are not extensively engaged in thoughts of becoming a better person. With most, at best, it is a fitful activity whose specs and expectations are continually subject to the vagaries of life's conditions, a fact they unflinchingly accept. But here again, the minds of those wanting to awaken depart from the norm. For at the very heart of their interest is a determination to turn their one superior thought of awakening into the permanent totality of their mind, occupying all mental space at the expense of the inferior thoughts that sleep. Another distinction between the minds of ordinary men engaged in the pastime of self-improvement and those seeking the enlightenment is that the minds of the ordinary turn away from themselves and look outward to other minds, to other sources for directions as to how they might make themselves a better person. For instance, they look to a rabbi, to the Koran, to a Buddhist sect, while the mind of a man wanting the liberation depends solely on itself. All that is required is that his mind have one reliable, reoccurring thought that believes it is better than any and all of his other thoughts and operates on the assumption that it can eventually either overcome them or drive them permanently out. It is clear to one thing to improve yourself physically but ask yourself what precisely does it mean to make yourself better in some non-physical way I say that there is no substantial answer to that question I say that in spite of how reasonable it may sound there is no substantial answer to that question and I further submit that a thorough investigation of why there is no valid response to this question will take you to a place of relaxed, enlightenment, enlightened satisfaction. What an absolutely amazing and amusing idea it does be that a creature who did not make itself can make itself better. That the mind which has nothing by which to objectively compare itself, believes itself capable of improving itself. When seen in a clear, cool light, the idea is truly dumbfounding. And as I said, highly amusing. And two little news items, I guess I'll go ahead to go along with them. Although they're not necessary, are they? No, Papa. <laughs> One man says, as far as this being asleep thing goes, here is my personal perceived version of it. It's in my endless mental world that it's my endless mental world of comments I'll never make, things I'll never do, and conversations I'll never have. He paused as he appeared to ponder what he had just said, then added, Everyone says that nature does not engage in useless activity, which to me then presents this question. How are these mental doings benefiting me? 
what way am I a better person for them? And lastly, a little story. An older, well-known mystic was one day visited by a younger man who said that among a certain group, he too had a reputation as being awakened. Awake. And the older one extended his greeting and invited the younger one to have a seat, which he did. And then the younger one said, I have long wanted to meet you and tell you of my ideas and discoveries, but I always assumed that you probably believed that you already knew it all and would have no interest in me. Not at all, said the older one. I am always interested in meeting anyone who can do anything that I can't do. And the ipsodictic mystic rejoined, Don't you mean to say that you're always interested in meeting anyone who knows anything that you don't know? Nope, he replied. And right there in one story, I'll buy you for another story. Here's my new story. A man heard that story read and to himself said, I now look back. It's 60 years. A slightly misdirected, albeit amusing effort. He said amusing. If you ever look back and thought that you had engaged in misguided effort or misdirected effort and you didn't find it amusing, What's your alternative? <laughs> well, the heart of it. Uh, this, as far as today goes, August the blah, 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 19, blah, 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 maybe even 2000, yada. To, as of today, I find this, and it's always been hanging around in my mind, for many, many seasons, many moons, suns. But as of today, and I wrote it down on paper to read to you, I find this to be extremely explanatory, expansive, and right in your face. The kind of thing that I've never read about, never heard anyone point out, which I guess, again, is one of the benefits, if not the primary benefit, of having never studied with anyone. <laughs> that everything I got, I got on my own. Every now and then, it just strikes me. It's not like I went and studied with just maybe one or two big names, or maybe one or two big names in a second. Or they threw me out or drove me off. Every now and then, it strikes me. Jesus. Not that I around think about me, but I get these letters and stuff that people trying to figure out where I came from. And, you know, they try to check up or find some history. You know, who did I study with? I can't make head or tail, and some of them guess. Must have been some outlaw band of Zenists. They guess all kinds of things. And, and it strikes me, that it is kind of curious, that I studied with nobody. Not even one person. Not even for a day. I didn't go study with one person for a day and listen to them and think, ah, oh, never mind. I always planned to. I kept thinking about it. And I kept checking. And I even had a list at one time. I had a little notebook. <laughs> I finally replaced it with a pocket mirror. <laughs> I didn't actually. Just one day I pulled out my list. And the list was gone. And it was. 
a pocket mirror. But at any rate, uh, I'll try again. I know I said this, but I cannot recommend highly enough for you people. I don't know that I would go out in public and say this if I was back you know, trying to stir up crowds and start new groups in other cities and others giving sort of introductory remarks. I, I sure would like to tell people if they showed up and were interested. But I don't know that you could say this to anybody except those of you that I can only assume have some depth to you that in some way your thinking process either naturally runs or can be made to be run somewhere close to the way I talk or else you would not keep coming here. You would have no interest left in it. And so on that basis, I, I say to you that I find no greater satisfaction by now. I say enjoyment. It's also satisfaction. I get something out of it. I continue to, even though I know what's going on. Even though in one sense I know that all of this, I know what's going on. So it's not that everything I tell you is, that's the third time I've tried to say that in the last month, in case you hadn't noticed. And it's the third time I'm going to abandon it. I don't know what it means. I insist to you, as my close and personal friends and acquaintances, that there is surely great benefit and satisfaction of a real sort of on your own, trying to narrow this down because you've got all you need. You don't really need to listen to me to do it. You certainly don't need to read about it because you can't even find anybody that's ever written about this. That keep trying yourself to pare down what you think this is. Not what I say it is. Not what you've read that it is. Not even what you're thinking continually now tells you. You go, well, yeah. You know, somebody says, you still go there and meet with that group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? You guys are still that thing you're trying to awaken? You go, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Take whatever it is and just stop. And first off, you've got to realize, as I brought up about eight months ago, Knowing how things work, all of you are probably at least eight months behind. Is that kind of lag time? Well, that's just the way it goes. So you probably haven't even gotten up to that. But I tell you again, whatever terms you use to think about this, trying to wake up, since I use that so much, I would, I would assume that that's probably how you think about it. It doesn't matter, but let's assume it is. If you stop, just sit down by yourself and try and look right at that in here. Yes, I'm trying to wake up. And you fully... Assume you accept that you have your own understanding of what it means. Why else would you be here? Yes, I'm trying to wake up. If you look right at it, you don't have any idea what that means. None. And if you think you do, it just shows how far behind you are. I assure you, you can always ask yourself, have you ever caught me lying. Have you ever caught me saying something that you checked on personally and was not true? I'm telling you for a fact, you have no idea what it means. Speaking in general, that I assume all of you have not made that kind of, that you have not gotten to the point that that's become your primary field of interest. I don't mean to stop trying to, quote, wake up, but you can go ahead and start doing it in parallel. Not only trying to wake up, I'm saying now, since I have been through it and spent my life fooling with it, that I'm telling you, if I could look back now, if I had known it, I would have long, long time ago. This is meaningless because I can look back and I would have never done it, but I'm, you got the benefit of me telling you. 
encouraging you to, as I wish now, it would have been a great benefit if somebody would have told me and would have somehow could have made me become interested in it to try and not only continue in this thing of trying to wake up, but also someone could have instilled in me the importance, the, the potential benefit of simultaneously trying to consider what is this wanting to awaken. And whoever told me, of course, would have to know probably the kind of methods and what I was trying to do, and they'd say, it's not to say that this is wrong. It's not to say to stop doing what you're doing, but rather than just accepting it. Go ahead, since if you find this to be useful, go ahead and do it. And I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing it, if the person had said. But if they said, I've been through this, and I'm telling you, it's like putting a supercharger. It's like adding, it's like putting an oil additive. It's like, it's like upping the octane, that if simultaneously, while you're trying to achieve enlightenment, if you will take upon yourself an equal, or spend an equal amount of effort in investigating, in your own head is all it takes. You don't have to go look for this anywhere. Just in your own head as you're trying to achieve enlightenment, if you're, while you're trying to awaken, is simultaneously, or every other minute, every other hour, try to turn your attention back on what you've just been doing for the last hour, and try and consider, study, what is this? Taking no one's word, using no one's terms, mine or anyone else's. And for a long time, for me, if this is any help to you, it was barren. I couldn't seem to get a toehold. There was nowhere to start because everything I would ask, like, well, what is this exactly? And the words I had been using for 30 or 40 years kept coming back to me just automatically. Like, it was as though my mind said, well, you idiot. You know what you're doing. But if you keep looking at it, and if you keep trying, you'll, one day it'll hit you that truly you have no idea what being awake is or trying to be awake is. You have no idea what being asleep is. You can describe it. You can give examples of it. Or I give examples of it, and I can see you internally nod. Not, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. I can say, hey, is that being asleep or what? And if I really leaned over and insisted, you'd probably overtly move your head like, oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, that's being asleep, okay. Agreeing with something doesn't mean that you understand it. At any rate, even once you, if you can get going with this, if you once get the bug, you'll become addicted. Because I'm telling you, it's the only thing I have found to be more gratifying and of greater fun than trying to awaken, is trying to figure out, so to speak, what the hell is this? And you're going from scratch. I can help some, I guess. At least try to get you going. But there is no, nobody can give you information and go, I mean, everybody does. Books are full of it saying, well, here's what's wrong. Here's what's wrong with you. Here's what's wrong with humanity. But anybody tells you what's wrong with humanity, something's worse wrong with them. The point being, they don't know. Anybody tells you what's wrong with life, you can count on it. You don't have to listen. Once they say, I'll tell you what's wrong with life, you don't have to hear anymore. They don't know anything. At any rate, if you ever get the, if you get into it, and you become addicted, which you will, then I'm saying after that, what I found was the increasing satisfaction and benefit of paring it down, bring it in, 
whatever new picture I would get of it, like, aha, what's bothering me, what I call being asleep in this struggle to awaken, is really blah, 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 blah. And I have seen it, and you've, you've heard it indirectly through all my kinds of methods and models I have conjured up. I have seen it personally, to my own view, as being simply a physiological situation, a circumstances of the brain. And I have seen it as being conditions non-physically, that is, conditions of the mind, conditions of consciousness. And I have even seen it, well, that covers everything. As of this date, I found, or what I'm telling you is, one of the great narrowing downs is what I told you tonight. I don't know whether you heard it. I'm going to go back over it without rereading it. I'm going to tell you, everybody, I've already pointed this out, humans are singular to our knowledge, obviously. In one respect, I couldn't resist throwing in, I said notwithstanding. I was going to let that be the opening sentence, but other than man's ability to make his fellow creature laugh by sounds he makes, which I guess is for another night, or you take it. You never thought about that? We're the only creature. Other creatures, if you can trust your eyes and the voiceover descriptions of National Geographic, <laughs> well, no, just your own eyes. You can see dogs, puppies playing with one another. And on National Geographic, you can damn sure see otters. You can see wolves. I've seen gazelles. I've seen buffalo calves. But you, you've seen the thing that they look like that they entertain each other when they're playing, especially pups, cubs. They'll be playing with one another, but they entertain one another through movement. Movement. Humans are the only creature that one of them can turn to another one and utter a sound. Of course, the main sounds we utter are words. But it can utter a sound and give another creature pleasure. It'd be like one otter being able to turn to another one and go, Rip! and no one grin and go, ah, <laughs> like I get it. Man's only one. As I said, that's... Well, you go do it, so I don't have to talk about some night. I bet you never saw that. We're the only creature that we have... All creatures have sounds that they make to one another that get attention. They communicate something. But we're the only ones that can make sounds and make another creature laugh. It's my personal opinion, if you see what I'm trying to point to. I personally believe, let's say otters, beavers even, but otters. But I believe that if one otter was laying up on a bank and another otter was trying coming out of a lake, it was coming right up and tripped over a rock and fell. I do believe that the otter up on the bank would go, <laughs> just like we do it, Buster Keaton or the Keystone Cops. But I say that there's no sound an otter can make, that no otter can go up to another otter, whatever sounds they make, and go, <laughs> and the other otter go, <laughs> only humans.
Other than that, that was the opening, original opening sentence. Other than that, I say that the singularity, perhaps the most striking one, about man is that everyone harbors, everyone is victim of, if you like, but they harbor a concept that they should and can better themselves, that they can be better than they are. Uh, I can recall the first time this hit me. And the way it hit me was, there was my mind responding to something. Like a billboard or something I heard somebody say, and my mind went, well, you dumb son of a bitch. And I immediately, being the always on guard, never more than a split second behind mystic, as soon as I had manifest this sleeping condition, I immediately thought, oh, tut, tut. There I am asleep again. All that shit. Now, that's not... I know better than that. I don't mean that. There is my mind doing it. I'm still allowing it. I haven't overcome it after all these years. It still comes out. And it suddenly hit me. Wanting to awaken is the real belief that you're a better man than you are. It hit me that I think that I'm better than I am. I think that I'm my superior. And, of course, that can't literally be true, can it? Hence, the rest of my model tonight. Because I immediately understood where I was going, but that's the way it hit me. Said, well, wait a minute. Me and everybody else, a man trying to awaken, is a man who thinks he's better than he is. That kind of made me chuckle, too, because you understand everybody, all ordinary people, have a pretty low opinion, a sarcastic opinion, of people who are pretentious. People who obviously at least appear to believe that they're better than anybody around them can see that they are. Never realize, well, you're just a piece of trash. <laughs> Where'd you get this idea that you're such hot stuff? But then it hit me, you know, I didn't need anybody else. That's exactly what all people wanting to awaken, they are the world's greatest. Posers, boulevardiers. Because here's how it goes. Here's the rest of it. Then I had to immediately flesh itself out. Can it get any simpler than this? I'm trying to get you to see it this simply because I, I love it. It's so simple that it's almost useless. It's one of these things that's so simple, it's almost like the old joke of going to the doctor you know, hold your elbow up, and the guy says to the doctor, hey, it hurts when I do this. And the doctor said, well, don't do that. You know, and you laugh. But if you actually went to a doctor and he did that, you wouldn't laugh. You know, <laughs> you look for something to hit the man. I don't come here for jokes. Right, that's sort of like this one. It's just about down to that level. One reason I like it. But anyway, here it is to make sure I'm going back over it. Here is what, from this model... Of course, you know why I say from this model, it's not just something I made up. It's based on my own experience and observation, which is all you got to do is look in yourself and check it out. It's just another way of describing it. People who want to awaken, 
whatever it's called, it does not matter. People who are, think they're seeking enlightenment, people who are striving for the great inner liberation, it does not matter. People such as us. Their mind has a thought, a thought about awakening or whatever they call it, liberation, enlightenment. They read about it at one time. They heard about it just because the way things are wired up in life. They read about it and went, ah, that's what I want. I always say, ah, I don't know whether it happens to everybody like that. But anyway, they read about it. They once got the idea that, man, there's a thing called enlightenment that a, a man can achieve. That there is a state called awakening that a man can achieve that is superior and cures his dissatisfaction with this current state, which these people call sleeping state. A man wanting to awaken has an idea. An idea. When I say an, you understand one. And don't argue with it for a minute because I assume your mind's going to go, no, nah, I got more than that. <laughs> Well, more than one idea about awakening. No, no, no. Forget it. Listen to me. Your mind has the idea of awakening. The idea of awakening. We don't have to say anything else. You don't have to say, well, sometimes I call it enlightenment. I shut up. Or sometimes I think of that in more detail. I ask you to shut up. You have a man wanting to awaken has the idea of awakening. He has the idea of awakening. That's all it takes. If he's not wired up to do this, he could read it and hear about it forever, and it won't take. But if he is wired up, the only thing I know to call it, like, if he's wired up to be attracted to this, then he hears about it, and then he has, now put it in quotation marks, he has the idea of awakening. Three-word term. Four if you count the article. The thought of awakening. That's what he has. I, from this model, which I stand, I look at it inside of you. I say that that's all wanting to awaken amounts to. That's not an attack. That's all that's necessary. Could I tell that to anyone, to an ordinary person? Especially one of these weekend amateur mystics who would say, listen, I spent 20 years in this monastery, 10 years in that commune, and uh, I have learned all kinds of different tricks and methods, and I have seen all kinds of extraordinary experiences, and blah, blah, blah. And don't tell me that that's all it amounts to. That's exactly what they'd say. That's all. You don't need a school. You don't ever need to read another book once you see it. The, having the thought of awakening. Four-letter term. That's all this is. But that's all that's necessary. And all you got to do if you keep trying to look, you'll see it. At any rate, people like us, a man wanting to awaken, has the idea of awakening. He's got that idea. And if he is sincere, consistent in his effort, like I We'll assume that all of you listening to me are because you continue to either come here or you, in other cities, you get the tapes, etc. You keep up. 
So we'll assume that throughout the day, each and every day, the thought of awakening comes to your mind. That is all wanting to awaken amounts to. But the thought of awakening believes, this is what you'll never hear, but surely you'll get it. That thought believes that it is superior to any other thought you ever had. That doesn't just say that. It's a blanket dismissal of all the other thoughts. And why I mentioned in the what I wrote for you, the thought of awakening, that thought, which some people, if you recall, Sufis, but anyway, there have been other methods, so-called approaches to awakening, that have said that man is composed not of one self or one eye, but a whole myriad of eyes, and that only one or two or a few of them want to awaken, and that most of them you know, are asleep, they're driven by circumstance, they are accidental acquisitions, they do not represent what you are. The whole point is, a man has some eyes, some facets of his personality have no interest in being awake, whereas those who want to awaken only have maybe one or two. And so it's that kind of contest. That's an old idea. There's nothing new with that. But now, notice, I have changed it from the mind or from the personality and put it into what the mind thinks of as being what it does, that is, thoughts. I'm saying forget some part of the mind. I'm saying that your mind, let's go back to this old idea that everybody is born with, that you have a mind and the mind has thoughts, that the mind is like a box, the mind is like a computer, the mind is like an object, and it does something, it thinks. It behaves. It engages in action. But thoughts are what the mind has. Now, I distinguish it in this model. I switched it over for very good reason to me. Those who want to awaken, their mind has the thought of awakening. That's one thought. And like I said, forget, don't go into, well, what it means to me. No, just consider the thought of awakening. That's all it takes. All you got to do is to yourself is say the thought of awakening. If you're out and you are asleep, that your mind is totally distracted, you might as well not be there. Then all you got to do is say to yourself, just in your mind, go, the thought of awakening. It brings you right there. Of course, I point out, you could say that the trick to awakening is always remember the word prune juice. And once you identify the word prune juice as being the thought of awakening, it serves the same purpose. But at any rate, the mind has, with people like us, the mind has the thought of awakening. And without any analyzation, once it has picked up the idea from a book or from hearing about it, then wherever they picked it up, it, it was also followed the idea that you can be awake. It was also pointed out and described what it is to be asleep, how you are now. And it points out that the thoughts that you, the thoughts you have that uh, are a manifestation of being asleep, and I finally just stopped. I ran out of string of them. But the thought to awaken in you, without any analyzation, without any question, believes that it is superior to, and I just started at random listening, to spiteful thoughts, hateful thoughts, revengeful thoughts, jealous thoughts, pity thoughts, self-pitying thoughts. 
self-accusatory thoughts. And who's going to argue? And say, well, sure. And on that basis, if I wasn't talking about the model I am tonight, if I wasn't using that, then surely would I would say, I would have to agree and say, well, if your mind is right now or at any time involved with thoughts of revenge, thoughts of gain at other people's expense, then you're not trying to awaken at that moment. You can't do both. You just can't be involved with that kind of ordinary. Your mind, your consciousness cannot be taken up at any moment, not for moral reasons. It's, it's mathematical. It's economics. It's physics. It's chemistry. That if your mind is taken up by thoughts, suddenly you see somebody goes by that you hadn't seen in years that cheated you in a business deal. And your mind chases like a mad dog right down the street, out of sight, after that car, and here it is, you're reliving this thing from 20 years ago. Well, you know how it goes. Now, you know damn well that as long as your mind is tied up in that, that you're engrossed in that memory, all of your inner conversation, all of your comments are about that. You know at that moment, you know, you're not in any wise whatsoever engaged in attempting to awaken, to understand anything in an extraordinary manner. Your mind is totally taken up by that. So we can't deny that such thoughts are then are antipodal to awakening. But now consider what you got. Now you're sitting there looking at me, but at least by the night when you go home, look in your head. This is where all this is. This is where I got it. I didn't get it out of a book. I didn't hear it. I got it out of observing my head. Wanting to awaken amounts to this. If you pare it down, it still operates. It is a viable model. Wanting to awaken is your mind having the thought of awakening. That's just one thought. That's all it takes. I know that you can say, your mind can say that you think about it from various directions and in slightly different ways from time to time. And I ask you to shut up. If you look at what I'm saying, my description covers everything. Your mind has the thought, the is one, the thought of awakening. That thought, when it's in your mind, considers all other thoughts. Am I not correct? It considers all other thoughts inferior. In fact, if, if your mind uses the strict terminology of awakening and sleeping, and sleeping, then your, that, that one thought of awakening considers all other thoughts to be sleeping thoughts. But now I don't have to tell you. You know, I don't have to preach to you. I don't have to tell you that you can't be angry and cursing somebody over uh, some mistreatment you suffered at their hands, or you can't be worrying about some potential harm that may come to you in the future. You can't not do that and at the same time be struggling to awaken in any way. You just can't do it. Just generally speaking, your mind can only deal with one thing at a time. So you know that. But no one questions, no one ever looks at the fact that all it takes is to have one. The one thought of awakening. That's all it takes to be a real mystic. That's all it takes to want to awaken, is to have that thought. 
when that thought is in your mind, then if you think about other thoughts, if you have just come out of, you just caught yourself internally strangling somebody on the street, that mentally you're engaged in seeking revenge on somebody, and you suddenly catch yourself, you realize what you're doing, and no matter what you say, what happens is the thought of awakening, that term in quotation marks, the thought of awakening returns to your mind and become, it takes over. Because when I say the mind can only deal with one thing at a time, we all know, I assume you do, that it's almost like a, a split screen on a computer. You can almost have two programs. You can get the tail end. If you catch, you're all involved. Your mind was engrossed with seeking revenge, cursing somebody in your mind, playing out some scenario in your mind, and you realize what you're doing. You catch yourself. That is, the thought of awakening, that one term, the thought of awakening comes in and takes over, becomes the controlling factor, the dominant factor in your mind. But for a split second or so, you are aware of what you, your mind was doing. You're still aware. It's as though you can see it running around the corner. It's as though it's somebody is fading out a record, a CD. But you know, it takes four or five seconds for it to fade out the way they normally do it on professionally in studios. The end of a CD, a song, that usually spend about five seconds fading it out. And so you've got five seconds or so that you know what your mind was doing. You know that you were cursing, that you were thinking about, oh, Billy Bob Williamson and the time that he cheated you and that damn 57 Chevy that he showed you. And plus, you heard later he laughed about it. So you're aware of what was going on. Nobody has to tell you now that the paramount, the dominant thought in your mind is the thought of awakening. That thought, am I not correct? That thought, without anyone telling it, looks, at the thoughts about Billy Bob and getting revenge on what a dirty son of a bitch he was, that thought looks at those thoughts as being totally, completely inferior. Not just a mystical sense of being sleeping thoughts, but looks at them as being inferior to me. It's not worthy of me. I should not be thinking such shit as that. I don't need anybody in here to tell me. I don't need some guru. I don't need some self-appointed mystical teacher to say I shouldn't be having negative thoughts about other people. I now know enough. I know, and it had nothing to do with Billy Bob. I don't give a damn anymore. I can't remember how much you cheated him out of, or maybe you can, come to think about it. <laughs> but it, but it, was, it was $450 in 1959, and you think now I probably wouldn't walk across the street to piss on his foot. For $450. So your mind can go, I understand I shouldn't be doing this. It's just, it's beneath me. Back to what I said. It struck me the way this started with me was a man wanting to awaken is a man who believes that he's better than he is. <sighs> Ordinary people would seem to have some of this, and I say they don't. Because I said that ordinary people, once they see their survival needs, based upon in line with the model I'm using tonight, I say that people spend the rest of their time in one of two ways. Either encouraging themselves, trying to make themselves be more asleep. Which again, you know, I'm not attacking it, but I assume all of you realize this. If you sit down and turn on TV, if you pick up a book or a magazine, if you... Start surfing the web. 
If you go out to a movie, you are trying to go to sleep. You are, in, you are literally asking somebody, some stranger, some, but you're asking something, some other force, some other medium, come in and grab my mind and put me to sleep. And if it works, that is, I really enjoyed the movie. You know what, if a mystic says that, you know what he's saying? He's saying, I went for 90 minutes and, quote, the thought of awakening didn't come to mind. It's sad but true. I say sad but true. I don't know whether any of you people see it as sad or not. And as I said, I'm not telling you or encouraging you not to go to movies. But hell, you're big boys and girls. To have, you know, listen to me talk all this shit for all this time, you've got to be. At least if you're not big boys and girls, by now you've got a mental skin like a rhino. So you might as well, you should be able to face it. You think, well, I, I'm just, I'll relax. I'll, I'll flip on TV. What you're saying is, really? What you're saying is, well, if I sit here, the thought of awakening is going to pop up probably too often, and it'll bounce back and forth, and I'll you know, begin to think I'll get in one of those kind of fitful moods like I should be doing more. I should probably be in there meditating or out for a run or reading some of Jan's writings or something. I'll turn on TV and just relax for a few minutes first. What you're saying is a mystic, not other people. But I'm saying you people, face it. You pick up a book, turn on TV, decide to go to a movie, turn on the computer, in hopes that. Not in hopes, you know the work, mostly. <laughs> that as long as I'm watching this movie or reading this book, the, quote, thought of awakening will not come to mind. I'll keep my mind busy, 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 busy. In other words, I'll put myself even more comfortably, most, more assuredly, to sleep. All right, they're either doing that. Another thing. The only other thing that men use as a pastime is apparent attempts at self-improvement to make themselves better people. You go to school, that's the reason. You read an educational book, nonfiction book, usually you feel like that's the reason. I'll improve my mind. Religion, uh, being the closest example to what we talk about trying to awaken. Anyway, they would appear to be attempts at self-improvement. But there is a world of difference. They're not even, it's not the same as a man who now has the idea of wanting to awaken. And for a reason that I, again, uh, it doesn't just fit my model and I don't just bring it out to be clever and say, look how it fits. I'm telling you, I benefited from it. And I believe you would too if you try and look at it. There's an absolute distinction because ordinary people attempting to improve themselves. Now remember, I exempted Physical self-improvement. I wrote you a paragraph there toward the end. That's one thing. It's obvious that a person, quote, can improve themselves physically. You can build muscle. You can lose weight. I guess that's about all. You can increase your endurance. So there's no doubt by any ordinary observation. I'm not going to stop and argue it because it's just, it's not worth arguing. It just seems to be apparently true that you can physically, quote, improve yourself. We're not talking about that, of course. I'm saying that non-physically, you're in an entirely different universe. The thing about ordinary people trying to improve themselves, let's say through religion, it could have been education. People leave there and improve themselves if they can uh, rise higher in the social strata. They believe that that would improve themselves. They believe that they had greater income 
that it would improve them. Not physically, maybe indirectly, then they could afford liposuction or something, or nose job. But they actually, before that, they believed it just having more money itself. If I was rich, I would be a better person. Or they believe if I had finished school. I've got a bachelor's, but if I had a master's, I would be a better person. But take all of that, and let's put in religion, because as always, that seems closest to the struggle to awaken. There is an absolute difference, though, in ordinary people, whatever their method, their activity of attempted self-improvement, it is absolutely distinct, discreet from a man with the idea of awakening, the thought of awakening. And for one plain reason, the defining difference is ordinary people's minds look away from themselves for guidance as to how to do it. Always. No ordinary person believes that they, now remember, we're not talking about physically. No ordinary person's mind believes. It, they didn't cross their mind. No one ever considers it. It's just it's beyond comprehension. They never consider that they do not need instructions, guidance, direction. No one questions it. I can't resist right here throwing in something I already threw in, but to point out to you, Does anybody understand how ridiculous it is for a creature that did not make itself to now believe that it can make itself better? People, well, I just point out, ordinary people attempting to, quote, improve themselves in, non, in ways non-physical, at first, when I say their minds is distinct from a man with the idea of awakening, that they distinguish themselves, their minds, because their minds look away from themselves, at first, a person might go, aha, well, that shows they're superior because they know that they don't know except for the small flaw. They look to other humans. Of course, there's also a sub-joke in that to me, or a sub-mirage, is that is one of the reasons for, quote, institutions, the concept of institutions, because no one questions this. And it's just, it always makes me grin for some reason. People believe that institutions, in the full sense of the word, a committee, a bureaucracy, but you know what I mean, an institution, the church, in quote, in capital letters, the church, for some reason has more authority, has more wisdom, is a true, if not the one safe source of guidance. And an institution is? Don't look blank at me. <laughs> Come on, you do get it. I was going, I was going to bypass having to open the baby food. <laughs> no one, as far as I can tell, ever considers this. And I understand it. I mean, it's a natural feeling in man that if you look to a herd of cows... And they're over there, and they say, and somebody says, well, this is a blue ribbon committee that has been studying the matter of uh, bovine sexual morality. And you think, well, I'm not listening to them. I'm not going to listen to just uh, some other stupid cow because my brother-in-law tries to tell me that I shouldn't be running around and screwing everybody I see and tells me I should get married. You know, just one guy, that's his opinion. But then you look around, you go, wait a minute. It's the holy church of the cows. 
It's an institution. It's the Masters and Johnson Bovine Institute of Sexuality. Anyway, if it's an institution, people go, well, no. I'll entertain you know, what, what they say at Harvard or John Hopkins. Or you mean this came right from the Vatican itself? Yes. This is the church speaking. And nobody, I mean, it's just obvious. There's no secret. You can't deny it. There's no such thing as an institution. You keep going, and all it is is the human mind. I always feel like I've wasted that one on you people. No, you on everybody. Because I look back now and think, well, if I had seen that in the way in which I can see it now 20 years ago, I would have been awake 20 years sooner. <sighs> the difference, back to where I was, is that ordinary people's mind, when they believe that they are engaged in self-improvement or when they want to be, there is an absolute distinction, absolutely discreet from a man with the idea of awakening, and that is that their mind looks to outside sources, which is always other minds. As an example, I said they, as an example, I said they look to another, you know, look to a priest, a rabbi, the Koran, the Bible. The Koran and the Bible and the priest and the rabbi is all the same thing. That is, it's a mind, one mind looking to other human minds. That's all it is. And so their mind believes that they must look to another mind for direction. Of course, 99.9% of all would be mystics. Look to another mind. Again, it's natural. Look, here you are sitting. You show up and listen to me. People buy my books after all these years. People order tapes. People want to listen to what I have to say. But at least I keep pointing out to you, and I assume by now all of you have some grasp of it. The truth is, when it gets down, if you're ever getting any real rubber on the road to get this thing going in your own head, the difference between ordinary people and their attempt to better themselves mentally, their mind always looks to an outside source. They don't even question it. I need direction. And, it, and I don't know what to do, so therefore I'm, I'm soliciting. I'm seeking direction. Once you get any view of what this is, then you understand what I mean. The distinction, the absolute distinction is that a man with the proper idea of awakening and some understanding is totally on his own. And you know that's not some, oh, woe is me, or boy, don't we have it hard. It's true with everybody. But everybody else is not even trying to do anything. It's just a hobby. It's just to kill time. But a man with the thought of awakening and some under understanding, once he has come along enough that he's looked into this matter and has some personal comprehension of what's going on, you realize you are strictly on your own. Everybody is. But then the question, to me, even becomes more absurd, interesting, dumbfounding, amazing. And don't just... You've got to look at inside your head. You can't just think about what I've said tonight. You may have found it interesting. It might get you going. I hope it will. But if you turn and look inside your own head, and one day it will hit you, exactly what's going on. I don't know what kind of picture. Obviously, I can keep looking and get all kinds of different pictures and models that I can keep relaying to you. But one day you'll look, and this whole thing, that inside of you, this whole idea of, that I am in there, but I say 
the new model that I'm telling you is there is the thought of awakening. There is this one thought amongst however many thoughts have you had in your life. How many do you have at your disposal? I guess we'd have to say an infinite number because you can keep rearranging the thoughts you've had in the past. So we can say that constructively speaking, you have an infinite number of thoughts available to you. But you only have this one thought, the thought of awakening. One day you'll get a picture that all this thing about I want to wake and I was wired up to do this or the fates call me or I am some way blessed or I don't what the shit you used to think. <laughs> but it'll hit you that I have this thought of awakening. It's this one thought. Forget that, it, that I know your mind will say, well, I can think about it in different ways. Tell your mind to shut up. Tell it to pay attention to what you're doing. Of course, don't stop there and go, wait a minute. Who am I talking to? Don't. Don't get bogged down in that. You've been bogged down in that all your life. I get unbogged now just when it might pay off. You've got, you've got the thought of awakening. And then you've got this infinite number of other thoughts. The only thing awakening is from this model, and I invite you to look inside of you. This whole thing about awakening, of people giving up their life and going up and living nude in the snow-capped mountains in a cave in Tibet and starving themselves and going without sex and beer and never hearing Wilson Pickett sing again. You know, even when he's out of jail, not being able to hear the man sing. Going through all of that, when all it amounts to is that you have one thought, the thought of awakening, then you have this infinite number of other thoughts. And when the thought of awakening is in your mind, that thought disapproves of all the others. That's wanting to awaken. That's all it is. Oh, and that thought operating on the assumption that, well, I'll get rid of these others. <laughs> that I'll eventually drive them all out permanently, or simply I'll overcome them in some way. I'll defeat them, I'll shut them up, I'll stomp them into the ground, they'll just disappear, and they'll just be me here all the time. <laughs> You look, that is all this is. And just think, think of all these structures you've seen and you've read about, all these gurus and mystical teachers and masters and all these big farms and these huge, you know, not that I wouldn't take one if they gave it to me, but all these big things and you know, these libraries of hundreds of thousands of scriptures that you must read and, you know, whirl prayer wheels and light candles and throw incense and dress up funny. And you sit there and you realize, wait a minute. This is why I say keep, if you keep looking, it gets simpler and simpler and simpler, your view of it. That all it is, is that some people, let's say us, they have the idea of awakening. That's one idea. You can dress it up, you can change it a little bit and all that I'm telling you that's it. That's all you need is the idea of awakening. That idea for people like us, when it is in your mind at any moment, what it believes is that is that it wants to take charge and that any other thought is a sleeping thought, is a distraction, is an inferior thought, not worthy of me, it's mechanical, it's sleeping, it's deluded. It's just inferior. It is it you know, disregarding the fact that that is what makes up and has always made up everybody's mind are those sleeping thoughts, hateful thoughts, deadly thoughts, pitiful thoughts, shocking thoughts. 
I don't care what, you know, you've had as many horrible thoughts as I have. And you've read about others. As soon as you read about them, then you started having them. You thought, I should read more often. <laughs> Wake up! You're snoozing, damn it. But here's all it amounts to, is when you have the thought of awakening. I don't care who you are, I don't matter the culture, the language. I don't care what you call it. I'm telling you, every Buddha, Zoroaster, everybody, they had the thought of awakening. One thought. When they had that thought, that thought, without any doubt, if they're a real mystic, really one of our sort, that one thought disapproves of every other thought. And if it sees every other thought as being inferior, it sees every other thought as being in a complete other class. It looks around and it's by itself. When you're hateful, when you're mad, when you're suddenly strangling again in your imagination, Billy Bob Williamson for cheating you on that card deal, you don't have that thought. That thought is gone. But when that thought is there, that thought considers every other thought, forget being equals, forget being acceptable, the other thoughts are inferior. The other thoughts are either, well mainly I assume from most people's view, it seems to be, is to banish them. The, the thought of awakening, of course normally the way I'd be talking about it, and I assume you think about it, is you would be thinking or I'd be saying, quote, well, what you want to do when you catch yourself having those kind of thoughts, then the part of your brain, the part of your mind that wants to awaken and be enlightened, then it wants to, since you realize it's useless and it means nothing, and plus it take, just wears out your mind, then that part of your consciousness, that part of your personality that wants to awaken, and you know which part it is, the part that brings you here, I would say, and I would say, then these other kinds of thoughts, you know, who needs it? That, that's why people go out and try to meditate and bring their mind under control and reach the point that they can hopefully blank out the mind and only have the awareness of now and blah, blah, blah. Okay. All that's based upon something. But I'm telling you what it's based on. That a man wanting to awaken has the thought of awakening. And when he has the thought of awakening, when that thought is in his mind, that thought finds all other thoughts, all other thoughts to be inferior and its intention. And of course, we say, well, it's my intention. But that thought's intention is to either absolutely overcome all other thoughts or to drive them permanently away so that that thought is permanently the totality of your mind. That's all it is. But what an astounding, dumbfounding notion when you can sit in the right way that you start off people like us. We're, we're singular in this respect if you followed it. But I, if you followed. We believe that we're better than we are. And that, what I mean by it, if you catch it now, is absolutely different from Ordinary people. Some guy's just an ignorant, trashy son of a bitch with this highfalutin opinion of himself, as they would say. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about internally, mentally, people with the idea of awakening. And I say believe, we just accept it with no analyzation whatsoever. We believe that we're better than we are. And it seems to fit. Because when you have the idea, when the idea of awakening is in your mind, without any doubt, it believes it's better 
than any other thoughts. Because the other thoughts, there are no other thoughts that think about awakening. They just think about other stuff. And so therefore, you catch yourself that you weren't having the thought about awakening. And so you reprimand yourself. And what you're saying is, well, I'm better than that. And it's back to, I don't know whether you still get it. I don't know of anything funnier than a human. Wouldn't be funny for anybody, a woodpecker. Except they don't do it. It's only humans that think, wait a minute. I can do better than that. Or what you're saying is, I'm better than that. All right, you're that, yeah. How can you be better than, if you're that, how can you be better than that? And of course, an ordinary mind goes, don't start that shit with me. I don't hear that. <laughs> You're driving me crazy. To want to awaken is to believe that you're better than you are. And this belief is based upon you having the idea of awakening, the thought of awakening, and that thought of awakening believes, thinks, accepts that it is superior to any other idea that you ever have. And that wanting to awaken, to achieve enlightenment, is to have that thought, the thought of awakening, take over totally your mind. So that other minor things such as remember to pay the light bill, just little minor stuff. The rest of the time, the mind, should it not, I would ask any would-be mystic, your mind, your consciousness, your mind should be totally, of course, whatever they were up to, I'd say if they were... Buddhists say your mind should be eternally on Buddhahood. If there were Sufis, say you want your mind, what you're after, to achieve the awakening of a Sufi, Sufi is what you want is to reach a stage where your mind is forever and permanently on the beloved. And go, yes. Or tell a Zenist, say what you want through all of these efforts, through starving yourself and going without sex if you do, meditating hours a day, living in silence, what you want is to make the awakened mind take over permanently. That your awakened mind is your permanent mind. They go, well, certainly, sure. But they've got no idea what awakened mind means. And they may have had experience that we call being awake, that anomalistic, delightful, <clears throat> proof of the pudding kind of experience. <clears throat> And they may speak of it. And they may speak of it with great conviction and certainty. And they go, oh, yeah, I know what it is. It's just I can't bring it. And the trick is to bring it on permanently or bring it on more often. Which for years, you know, it was still with people. I go, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, if you've had it, I understand what you want is want it more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, permanently. Yeah, okay. But then I say, now that you've had the experience, uh, have you actually investigated have you looked into what the experience is? And they go, well, I know what it was. I was awake. I was awake there for a day or so. And they go, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean, but did you actually look at it? Did you investigate? What What was that? Just you. People go, well, no. I know what it was. They don't have any idea what it was. That's what I'm saying. I find very little, and I get sensations through other mystical means. It's not really that important. But there are very few people have really ever investigated it. 
You know, it's not my business. I'm not attacking them. Many of them were absolutely delighted from all reports that the experiences they had. And I admit there's nothing like them. Nothing. But over the long run, I'm telling you, this is of equal, if not at least to me, this is even more gratifying. Because you don't have to depend on something coming and going. You just keep relentlessly, no matter what you come up with, no matter what you believe that you have now discovered or something you now know that's new. No, you do is you turn, you go, huh. So now I saw that. Now I realize that. Yeah, okay. What the hell does that mean? What is it I think I've realized? And of course, your mind goes, well, you know what it was. It struck you about how astounding and enlightening it was. You go, yeah, but wait a minute. Just think, all of this is because of one idea you have. You and everybody else. There's one idea. That's all this is. And that one idea believes that it is better than your other ideas. And when you have it, you believe that you're a better person than you are. And I ask you, can you actually sit there and look inside yourself and you don't find that dumbfounding? Just keep looking. It can't take but a few minutes. Just keep trying. That Wait a minute. I'm a better person than I am. Because if you don't watch it, you'll just dismiss the question. Well, sure, I can be. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious I'm a better person than I normally am by coming here. I can sit and listen to you, and it makes me think in a certain way. And for many times I'll leave, and uh, I'll be in a better kind of attitude. I'll be more alert. And so it's obvious I can be more awake. I can be more alert. I can be more conscious of myself and my mind and my surroundings than I am at other times. So I can be a better person. Is that not captious? And I can't just say, well, no, it's not true. But if you keep looking, I can't believe it'll take you over by now. A short period of time, you keep on and on and looking. I'm saying it's ridiculous. I don't know what else to call it. Dumbfounding. Just realize, well, I believe that. It'll strike you dumb. Intelligent, ordinary people, including myself, believe that I'm better than I am. Really? <laughs> of course, by believing that, you believe, well, I can be worse than I am. <laughs> How can you be other than what you are? I guess by now, at least somebody mind sitting here is saying, that's enough of that. <laughs> no, no, I know. That's why I like the word relentless, <laughs> perseverance. Notice I don't talk much about, well, I never do about intelligence, about how smart you have to be to do this. I've never said that, have I? Of course, that may say a lot about me, doesn't it? You want to bring up qualifications here and get in over my head and disqualify myself. Yes, I at one time read about the great struggle to awaken, and the more I read about it and went into some details and went and talked to several great awakened masters, I was informed. I had it pointed out to me, and I realized the intelligence it takes to do this, ultimately, and kind of left me out. Except for this. If such a person as that happened, then whoever said that surely woke up. You know, that's how it goes, don't you? Like the man who quit trying. Totally. 
No, you don't like that one either. <laughs> what do you like? That concludes this talk. Be sure to visit us at jancox.com where you can search through 3,000 talks for topics of interest or just leave us a message.